Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, proudly delivering healthcare services across Iowa, specializing in mental health, substance use disorder treatment, and medical care with a special focus on LGBTQIA plus healthcare. More at ucsonline.org. Today is Thursday. It is the 24th of August. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Iowa continues to experience excessive heat. This is as many kids have returned to school. Many districts are taking precautions like holding recess and sports practices inside. Taylor Heitzman is with Blank Children's Hospital in Des Moines. She says they have not seen any heat-related hospitalizations yet, but she urges everyone to take precautions. Just don't risk it if you can be inside and avoid it and you have uh, access to air conditioning, do it. Otherwise, you can do like libraries or malls or other public spaces that you can get a little bit of relief from that heat, take advantage of those public spaces too. The Centers for Disease Control's heat-related illness and temperature tracker shows a rate of 290 heat-related illnesses per 100,000 ER visits last week in the region that includes Iowa, as well as Nebraska, Missouri, and Kansas. An excessive heat warning greeted students starting the new school year yesterday across the state. IPR's Sheila Brummer takes us to one district that doesn't worry about high heat and humidity thanks to a long-running tax program. Very exciting day. Alejandro Bravo brings his daughter to Les Hills Elementary in Sioux City for her first day of first grade. And the goals for this year? Learning things and play together. Greeting Natalia and other students on a morning with temperatures already in the mid-80s, Superintendent Rod Earlywine. Good morning. How are you? Good. Y'all ready to go? Early wine says the weather no longer makes him sweat as an administrator. We're going to have a couple more hot days, but thank goodness um, now all our, our, our buildings are air conditioned. The Sioux City Community School District was the first in Iowa 25 years ago to utilize a one-cent local option sales tax to pay for new facilities. A law extended a statewide program through the year 2050, pennies keeping things cool for schools. School districts will release students early today because of the heat again, including Des Moines Public Schools and Cedar Rapids Public Schools. Republican U.S. Representative Ashley Henson met with members of the National Pork Producers Council yesterday afternoon to discuss industry concerns just before Congress reconvenes next month. IPR's Grant Leo Winterer has more. The 2nd District Congresswoman landed in Manchester for a lunchtime check-in with the pork producers. Over pulled pork sandwiches, Henson elaborated on her ending Agricultural Trade Suppression Act, which she proposed in response to California's Proposition 12. Iowa hog farmers who want to sell pork in California must meet that law's standards for housing space. The EATS Act is the appropriate policy. Again, it's saying, hey, you can't mandate how another state can raise your animals, but it doesn't prohibit any producer from raising their animals and having access to a market that way. Proposition 12 requires pork and other producers to provide a minimum square footage for their penned animals. It was upheld in the U.S. Supreme Court earlier this year. And the Johnson County Sheriff is warning the county's jail and sheriff's office is at a critical moment. And Sheriff Brad Kunkel says the Board of Supervisors have to start planning for a new building. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports a recent structural property condition assessment says operations at the facility can continue in the near term and are not deemed life-threatening. The assessment was conducted by Axiom Consultants. It also found the complex has a number of significant deficiencies, with some requiring immediate action. 
The Johnson County Supervisors expressed immediacy yesterday in continuing the discussion about the future of the sheriff's office and jail. The supervisors and Kunkel spent just over an hour during the work session discussing the building's condition and beginning to explore where to begin. Axiom estimates the replacement cost for the current building is 9 to $13.5 million. Before the heat index today, highs will be in the mid-90s to 105 degrees. It's here first. Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about the Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. In Iowa and neighboring Nebraska, lawmakers introduced legislation earlier this year restricting drag performances for minors. But the legislation didn't pass, and drag shows continue to be safe spaces for all people to enjoy performances. Reporter Bridget Fogarty takes us to Omaha, where a new drag show for adults aims to celebrate and support queer Latin people in the Midwest. It's around 10 o'clock on a Saturday night when the music first pulses through the speakers at Flick's Lounge, a cabaret bar in downtown Omaha. Colorful lights flash against a row of Latin American flags that hang from the ceiling, and audience members sitting at small tables cheer when Juana V. Me walks through the stage door. The dark-haired drag queen quiets down the crowd and begins to go over some rules for the evening. Please stay off the stage even if you're trying to get to the bar. Noche Latina is a new monthly Latin drag show. Tonight, queens compete to earn a spot in the bilingual show's recurring cast. Juan Valdovinos is the 22-year-old producer of the show who performs as Wanna Be Me. He wants to build a cast of the best of the best Latin entertainers from the area. Once they're selected, I, I'm hoping that they still bring that caliber to every show, and that's going to be the standard. Valdovinos decided to start a drag show for Latin entertainers when he noticed that many performances only had music in English and lacked diversity. He hopes Noche Latina can be a safe space for the community to gather and perform. And I'm also really hoping that we start cooperating with some more nonprofits and being able to raise funds for people, especially Latin, queer, and trans people, um, because right now we still have legislation, especially against trans people, and they need support. Nebraska and Iowa lawmakers each passed bills this spring to restrict gender-affirming care and ban transition surgeries for minors. Both states introduced bills to ban drag shows for minors, but neither passed. Valdovinos thinks that people that are against drag just don't understand it. And I understand um, from one perspective that not all drag is uh, age-friendly or kid-friendly, but I know that when I was growing up, I was... I was just dying to go out there and to get to meet people like me. Valdovinos is the child of Mexican immigrants. Growing up in South Omaha, he was surrounded by family members who sang and played instruments in mariachi bands. In high school, he discovered drag as another way to do his favorite thing, perform. Drag is the art of building a character. It's just an outlet to express creativity in a way that maybe as our true selves we can't always display, so we find a safe space to display it. The 21 and Up Latin show is gaining popularity with audiences. Tonight, it attracted people from as far away as Sioux City, 90 minutes away. And this isn't the first Latin drag show that's connected Nebraskans and Iowans. In the 2010s, a competition called Miss Gay South Omaha brought queer Latin entertainers together to perform, while also connecting them with resources like sexual health care and business workshops. Winners would travel around Nebraska and Iowa to speak at events in Spanish radio stations. That includes Evie Trevino, a Noche Latina contestant who was crowned Miss Gay South Omaha 2015. 
Trevino saw the title as an opportunity to educate other Latinos about the LGBTQ plus community. And that was in the Lo Loco channel here in Omaha, which is really fun having an interview there. Just about my life and growing up gay and Mexican and, you know, American too, because, you know, from here too. Miss Gay South Omaha ended in 2016, but its founder says he's happy to see a show like Noche Latina continue with a similar mission. Let's have a drum roll, all right? Back at Flick's Lounge, it's close to midnight when the judges announce the winners. And the winner of the popular vote goes to Miss Alana M. Viviana. Alana M. Viviana, a black and Hispanic trans woman, wins first place and lands a spot on the Noche Latina monthly showcast. And that's what I love about it is that it's a mix. It's not just newer entertainers, it's not older entertainers. It's a mix of all of us in between from different generations of drag, different generations of performing. Evie Trevino also secured a spot in the cast with her passionate lip-sync performance of La Bruja. After performing drag for 14 years in Omaha, she feels like Latin performers in the Midwest are more embraced now than they were years ago. For IPR News, I'm Bridget Fogarty in Omaha. For the past two years, Bridget Fogarty has been covering the Omaha area's Latino community for The Reader and El Perico. This is Here First from IPR News. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you find them. I'm Clay Masters. Clay Masters.